Hi everyone and welcome to That Teacher Podcast. My name's Josh Vine, your host, and this podcast is dedicated to helping teachers improve their pedagogy for better learning outcomes. In every episode, we discuss practical teaching tips that are evidence-based and simple to implement. We hope you're inspired and encouraged in what you do as teachers. So let's get into it and enjoy the show. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome again to another episode of That Teacher Podcast. So great to have your company once again. If this is the first episode that you're joining us on the podcast, we want to thank you for choosing us and for listening to us. We really hope that you get some valuable insights into pedagogy and effective teaching practices. That Teacher Podcast exists to give clarity to teachers around what effective teaching looks like. Today on the show, we want to unpack the idea of classroom environment or classroom culture. In every lesson, and as a coach, I go around to many different teachers' lessons, and uh, when you walk in, there is a feel, a vibe that you get in the class. You can quickly pick up on if the students are enthusiastic about their learning, if the teacher's enthusiastic about the learning that's going on. You can also pick up if the students are feeling unmotivated or if there is a real sense of apathy in the classroom. And so it's so important that we as teachers understand that we have the power to create cultures and classroom environments that are going to have a positive impact on student learning and well-being. Good classroom management is a scene setter for trust to be built, for fairness to be dominant, and for learning to then occur. Preventative strategies are more effective in dealing with disruptive behaviour than reprimands and punishment. And when cultural norms promote hard work, kindness, openness, and respect, those norms can help all students be more productive, supportive, and respectful. But when the norms guide students to make fun of hard work, to be rude, promote silence, those norms can inhibit learning, support, and respect. And so the relationship teachers have with their student dictates the impact they will have on their students' achievements. So when it comes to the research around classroom environment, John Hattie, who we often refer to, who has done a lot of work in analysing effective teaching practices, has noted that student-teacher relationships that are positive have a 0.72 effect size. And what this means is that the teacher will be getting far greater outcomes from students if the student-teacher relationship is a positive one in the room. If students believe that the teacher really cares about them and their learning and the environment of the classroom has that feel, then the students are going to achieve greater outcomes. Managing classroom behaviour and good classroom management also have a high effect size of 0.68. And the effect size that is most crucial when it comes to classroom environment, is high expectations. Having high expectations of students in our classroom, get this, 
has a 1.61 effect size. And this is equivalent to greater than three years growth for one year of schooling input or one year of teachers input. This is huge. High expectations of students is one of the best things that we can do as teachers within our classroom. So as I said earlier, that teacher podcast exists to help teachers improve their pedagogy. And so right now we want to go through a few of the strategies that we coach our teachers to do to enhance their classroom environment or their classroom culture. When it comes to high expectations, which was discussed earlier as being highly effective, there are many things that teachers can do to improve their expectations of students. And so when teachers communicate high expectations of students, they let the learners know that they belong, that their teacher believes in their potential, and that the teacher's primary role is to help them achieve success. And so this can be done by conveying genuine confidence in your students. Ask yourself, maybe video some of your lessons and ask yourself after watching the video, would my students feel that I conveyed genuine confidence in them? Did I use encouraging language that gives the students the sense that I believe in them? The second thing is giving students regular opportunities to contribute and voice their opinions in class. This is so important for helping students realize that they have a role to play in their learning, that you believe in them, and that they are expected to be part of what is going on. Thirdly, giving specific feedback to allow them to improve. This is so important as what this is doing is saying to the students that if their responses aren't quite right or if what they're doing isn't quite accurate, you are not going to let that go and that it must be corrected. The next one is motivating students by providing tasks that will challenge and stimulate their desire for learning. High expectations also comes down to the type of work that you are giving the students. If you're just giving them busy work or simple tasks to do, then you're not setting high expectations of them academically. The next one is maximizing learning time by turning up to class on time and being ready with all of your resources. This also says to the students that you have high expectations of yourself as well as them. And finally, using energetic, enthusiastic and receptive body language and words to convey interest, respect and a passion for learning. Ask yourself, was I energetic in the classroom? Am I looking enthusiastic? Did my students enjoy the way that I presented the work? Because the way that you present your work to the students also conveys high expectations to them. When it comes to focusing on building positive relationships with your students, it's really important that we know and use student names. Learn every student's name and use their names often. Have something like a high five Friday where the teacher greets every student with a high five as they enter or leave the class. Maybe consider a learning highlight of the week where you can share positive learning stories with your class. 
having weekly check-ins where the students list the highs and lows of the week, something like a joke day, ask the students to bring in a joke to share on a set day or lesson each week, a meme day, compile a collection of memes to bring some humour into the class at the start of the lesson or the day. And the students will really enjoy this and they will look forward to it. And it feeds into the classroom environment and the culture that you are setting. That yes, we can have fun in this class, but also we do work hard. It's also really important that if we want to have a positive classroom environment, that we learn to listen. Students pairing up and answering a getting to know you question, having 30 seconds to respond. The students are taught how to listen effectively without interrupting each other and having to maintain appropriate body language and constant eye contact and appropriate tone. Another simple strategy, and it's so important, is the ability to laugh at ourselves as a teacher. You know, when we do something wrong or silly, mention it, laugh at it, and this will model the process of bouncing back, of resilience and learning from mistakes. Another great idea when it comes to enhancing the classroom environment is to have a class theme song. It's an instant bonding activity, connecting all the students together with a song to represent the class working together in harmony. The the class song can be played every day in one way or another, maybe upon entry to the classroom or calming down after lunch or at the end of the day or even as background music for videos or performances or just upon request. Having a, a random acts of kindness challenge have an ongoing challenge where the students earn points for being caught in the act of being kind to someone. And this can be done also by the students catching the teacher or their teachers in the school doing something kind for someone else. They maybe can have a tally and work towards an agreed target. Another great idea is put your two cents in. Have a labelled cup for each group with put your two cents in and students are given two coins each and every time they contribute to the discussion or activity, they place a coin in the cup and no student can share more than two times until each student has put their two cents in. And so this encourages participation from the quieter students and keeps other students from dominating the conversation or work. Finally, when it comes to classroom environment, it's so important that behaviour is managed. And so four quick tips when it comes to managing behaviour so that you have a great classroom environment. Number one, establish shared agreements and rules with the students. Make sure that they've been explicitly taught to the students and even encourage them to be a part of creating the above the line and below the line behaviours in the classroom. The second thing is to enforce ground rules and agreements consistently and with the help of the students. It's so important that we don't go past and allow certain behaviours that we said we wouldn't allow or are below the line. I remember an old saying once that someone told me when I first started teaching, what you allow is what you empower. In other words, if you allow a student to go beyond 
a line that you have drawn in the sand that is not okay, then you've really just said that line is no longer existing. We now move the line to where you are. And so it's important as teachers that if we want to have classroom environments that are conducive to learning, we must enforce the ground rules that we have established with our class. The third thing is that we must model behaviours of respect as Teachers, it's so important that our students are seeing us interact with other teachers and with other students in a respectful, caring, and self-controlled manner. We also need to consider fair decision-making. It's really important that we are seen to be fair and consistent. It's one of the things that students always report as being great about one of their, one of their best teachers is that they're always fair and they are consistent. And finally, it's really important that when we try and get the class's attention or we try and reduce the noise in the room, that we have some sort of respectful signal that the students know means that it's time for them to engage with you and to stop their conversations. We don't want to be the teacher that is constantly yelling at our class, having to raise our voice in order to get some sort of authority in the room. So on every episode of That Teacher Podcast, we want to provide our listeners with something that they can use in their classrooms straight away, a grab and go, we call this. And what it is, is a simple summation of what we've learned in the podcast so far. Now, one thing that I will say is that whenever you listen to our episodes, we go through many different strategies for each of the different areas of teaching that we cover. And so it's really important that you don't try and do all of the strategies at once, but instead pick one or two from each episode that you want to try and see if it works for you. We understand that everyone's lessons, everyone's classes and schools are different, and it's really important that we don't try everything at once. It will just burn us out and cause us to get frustrated. So when it comes to high expectations in the classroom, Consider the following. As a teacher, we need to model high standards. That means starting and finishing lessons on time, having all of our resources ready, setting out our work neatly and clearly, and modeling respectful behavior. We need to identify our expectations for how the students should act towards each other, talk to each other, and move around our classroom. We also need to teach our expectations explicitly through modeling them for the students to see. We also need to convey genuine confidence in our students, whether that be through our actions or our language. When trying to develop positive relationships with students, which also benefits their learning, we need to greet our students warmly with eye contact at the beginning of the lesson each day. We need to use student names regularly, try and have a positive interaction ratio of three to one. Try and see if you can interact positively three times for every one negative interaction that you have to have with a student. Another way to look at this might be to watch a video and just see how many positive to negative interactions you had. We need to seek out areas of connection with the students, find out who they are, what they like, what their interests are, and try and make connections through those things in our teaching. We need to treat every student respectfully and hold students accountable in treating each other with respect. We also need to use mistakes and errors as an opportunity to learn and to grow.
Finally, when it comes to establishing a great classroom environment and classroom culture, we need to be aware of behavior management. We need to ensure that behavior expectations are clearly explained and modeled for the students. We need to reinforce constructive behavior by seeing and commenting on student actions that foster personal or group learning. We need to correct destructive behavior fairly and follow a behavior plan. We need to correct destructive behavior consistently and allow the learning to continue for the rest of the class while correcting individual destructive behavior. I want to thank you for joining us today on That Teacher Podcast. It's been an absolute joy to bring some thoughts and clarity around classroom management, classroom environment, and classroom culture. It's so important that as teachers, we remember that we are the adult in the room, that the classroom is ours to control, and the vibe and feel of our classroom is something that we are in charge of. If you've been struggling in the area of classroom environment and classroom culture, then today's a great day to grab a hold of a few of the strategies that we talked about in this podcast episode and make a start using them and a reset on your classroom environment today. We want to remind our listeners that you can subscribe to That Teacher Podcast on Apple iTunes. You can also listen to us on most of the major podcast websites Uh, including Spotify, and we'd love it if you subscribed, shared, and joined our Facebook group, That Teacher Podcast on Facebook. We look forward to another episode with our teachers next week, and until then, it's bye for now.